friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist podcast. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined again on this double feature adventure uh, by my longtime friend and returning co-host champion, Kevin Weinman. I'm glad that I'm the champion. I had no idea that I won anything. So. Yeah, you're so much better than all these other suckers <laughs> I do. <laughs> all right, guys. So uh, this month has been uh, the pod joins the Brat Pack month. Uh, almost done here. We're wrapping up, of course, with uh, the horrendous array of characters in St. Elmo's Fire. A pretty fitting ending to the Brat Pack. But uh, we thought we'd take a detour, and this actually lines up nice, because when we thought of this idea, I wanted to do a double feature with Kevin. Mm. And I was like, these are loosely adjacent to like the Brat Pack era, right? McCarthy definitely came out of the, the Brat Pack. And what we noticed during this month is that Andrew McCarthy has very serious serial killer energy right <laughs> dandino kept asking me how did this guy become a movie star mm-hmm. and i was he's essentially doing the kind of robert downey jr like i'm just such a charming smirking devil may care guy except for you always feel like he has a garage full of children somewhere <laughs> in this double feature we actually started before i came to that realization mm. and these are actually the perfect examples of what happened and why did Andrew McCarthy become a thing? <laughs> so tonight we're doing Weekend at Bernie's and Mannequin. It was supposed to just be uh, falling in love with inanimate objects or playing with inanimate objects. Uh, yeah. But Andrew McCarthy's A Serial Killer double feature is so much <laughs> Actually, before we got into these, I, I realized that Andrew McCarthy was... So it had been years since I watched Mannequin. And oh, the yeah. only thing that I remember, and we're going to get into this, but uh, the only thing that I remember was uh, Hollywood Montrose. Yeah. So... When we're when, when, and we'll talk about that and how that's uh, affected me in my life. Um, but I was like, oh yeah, Andrew McCarthy's going to be in this, and I was like, oh, he's also in Weekend and Bernie's. And uh, I always had in the back of my head that he was like this. Um, I always remember my sisters growing up and him being like a love interest, right? Like right. that he was actually a, a guy that women fawned over. And I was watching these movies, and first off. We're we're gonna talk about this, but weekend at Bernie's. It took all of me five minutes for me to hate his character. He yeah. like he, like he said a line at the very beginning with Jonathan Silverman, <laughs> where it was like, you know, what's a good line that you should use with her is that what you know, uh, and it was something really misogynistic. And I was right. like, oh, so that we get to root for him for the next hour and a half. All right, well, yeah. let's see how this goes. Both movies definitely use the women as props. Oh. <laughs> One of them it makes a little more sense, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just. It is the classic because you also get the side characters constantly harassing the women. Always. It's it's super – it is this kind of like – there's this – because even a guy like Andrew McCarthy, you're like, why was he like the machismo sidekick character? Yeah. But he is, right? He's just kind of this slovenly – like he wishes he was Gordon Gecko, yeah. but, you know, he can't like tuck his shirt in. <laughs> so he's like halfway there. But yeah, he's just a wildly unlikable guy. <laughs> uh, so so – if, if, I really hope that anybody watches the Weekend at Bernie's um, and uh, Mannequin before we, we uh, before they listen to this because we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff that I forgot was a thing until I rewatched the movies. And uh, to your point, Andrew McCarthy, <laughs> the fashion in the '80s is just absurd. Everything is falling off of him. At one point, his glasses <laughs> the way the way that he's wearing his glasses looks like he got punched, but yeah. he's just like this is. How I go about my life. Yeah, no, he, but it's come full circle now. Now he looks like an Instagram influencer lady. <laughs> like him and, or Billie Eilish, right? That's how people dress now. It's exactly the Andrew McCarthy. He's come all the way back in Vogue. Yep. And, uh, I was, I was, we were talking about this before we actually started recording, but like Andrew McCarthy's, um, 
manic actions are on par with somebody that does coke and yet in the 80s he's so average because everyone in the 80s was doing coke so like for him to come across as just this like chill dude just really brings to light everyone that uh, uh walked around in the 80s and by the way new york not shot in a good light like the, no. the, the first two minutes a week in a Bernie's, they get, they get mugged, and then they're like, it's too hot. And they keep yeah. walking. It's too fucking hot for this, bro. Mugger's <laughs> like, hey, you got it right. And then you keep walking, right. and, and, and the city looks like trash, and people are yes. mugging each other. It, like, New York, not looking, not looking it's good. It's one of the most clever tricks in the movie, right? Because <laughs> the biggest hurdle of Weekend at Bernie's is, how do we make these guys still kind of lovable scams, despite <laughs> the fact that they're actually just playing with the corpse the whole movie, right? Yes. So the whole trick is to make one Bernie so bad that you're like, yeah, it's cool to desecrate his corpse, right? That's that's <laughs> totally normal because he's an embezzler or whatever. <clears throat> and secondly, New York is such a shithole, right? Every yeah. scene, they're just dripping with sweat. Yep. Like, the amount of extras they cram in the background of every shot, right? So it just seems so crowded and horrible, they're on the melting roof. Like, everything in New York has to be horrendous. So that you're like, of course they would keep playing with the corpse. They don't want to lose this <laughs> chance to not be in New York City for a weekend. <laughs> and it, it's like the double-edged trick they have to do. Because right? <laughs> this is the thing I was telling you. I find it hard to imagine that this movie even gets made in 2019. Right. The closest analog I could come up with is Swiss Army Man. But I was that, thinking the same thing. It's a super indie flick, right? Like, yeah. Weekend of Bernie's was a big movie. It spawned a sequel. Yes, it did. They're like, we need to do another Three Stooges with <laughs> a dead body. <laughs> so many people bought into this and we made so much money. Yeah. We need to milk this for elsewhere. You know what's crazy? Mannequin also got a sequel. Like, it's, it's an insane time that I've we got were it in. in the notes. But uh, it's, it's fucking crazy that to think, because what this movie would be now, this is what a writer would do to try to go against the mainstream and show that they're really clever and talented and get on the blacklist, right? Right. These kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek movies are now just writing samples. Yep. But this became an enormous, like, people took their teenage kids to go watch this movie. I remember. playing with a corpse. I remember <laughs> I remember not being upset because it was too adult-themed yeah. for me to go and see as a kid, and all my cousins saw it and thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And um, there, I didn't laugh. <laughs> once <laughs> in, no. during these two movies there wasn't one moment that made me laugh and i go god that's so disappointing because like yeah I, i'm not usually a, i go into things with pretty much a half class filled <laughs> point of view right. and i just kept waiting and i i think that most of the time in my head i was trying to think oh yeah that would have been a moment when I was a five-year-old child that would have made me laugh, right? But, uh, not as an adult, and yet adults watch this. <laughs> adults laughed, and they wanted more. I I was laughing for a different reason because one thing I talk about on the show, like we watch, I watch an enormous amount of movies, and I'm yeah. assuming most people do too. Yeah. But at this point, I've kind of I feel like I've seen a lot, right? Yeah. And so when I see something like Weekend at Bernie's, the oddity factor of it, mm. you're just like okay, like, this is crazy. And something I love, I was actually working on a book last year, right, where I was just writing, the whole premise of my book was every chapter was, I picked up the chapter once the movie had ended, right? right. Like, what happens in this world after what we've seen? And Weekend and Bernie's <laughs> is a great movie to do, and so is Mannequin, actually. Maybe Mannequin's better, because that has all these weird, like, where was that lady for 3,000 But anywho, it's, it's insane to me the level that this, became a thing right because mm-hmm. i remember as a kid this was one of the movies like this and texas chainsaw and hellraiser where it's like i just knew the iconography of the box and it became a 
I'm not allowed to see it, but I know it's a thing, so I have to find a way to see it. Right. And the fact that this weird Andrew McCarthy comedy rested in the same headspace in my brain as Texas Chainsaw Massacre (laughs) is fucking insane. But now when I watch it, I was watching it, and I actually love this movie because the, the, the really clever work that the screenwriters do, and the director, you know, I'm sure had a lot to do with it, and how they were like, how do we make this not despicable? It's fucking crazy the amount of, like when he's just making out that girl on the beach and Bernie's dead body washes up just staring at them, right? Mm-hmm. Other people playing with the corpse. Mm-hmm. A chick fucks the dead guy, right? <laughs> There's so many moments where this could just turn like human centipede. <laughs> but we just keep it in this kind of caddyshack zone. And I found it fascinating. And I love the psychology of these two guys because they're constantly confronted with Every scene essentially is the, all right, this has gone far enough. Oh, wait, what is the apple on the forbidden, <laughs> the forbidden apple on the tree that's going to not let me call the police? <laughs> I, I think it's a really clever game this movie pulls off. Uh, I think we can go and appreciate it because of the fact that, again, it got turned into a movie. Like, we, yeah. we got to go and experience what it was like for some – God bless. God bless the guy that was writing this going, you know what? Shake it off. Nope, he's still dead. I'm still going with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the, the the guy going, uh, and now now they're going to float on him when their boat wrecks. Yep, I think that. I see. Yep, that's we're gonna genius, keep going. right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. This movie is very much deeper than people think. Mm. Bernie going from uh, you have to kill them, Vito, mm. to being the conduit to save their life. That's mm. an arc, my friend. That is a deep character arc. <laughs> So, uh, all right. So let let's let's start at the beginning here, real quick. All right. So obviously, mm-hmm. it opens up. They get mugged, um, or they're acting. Like, this guy pops out of nowhere and acts like he's mugging. He's like, "Oh, it's too hot." Right. They they go in. They work for um, this agency, and they find out that they, that there's money, and so they go to Bernie about bezeling. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so all all these things end up. So right now, it's it's following a pretty easy. Like right. I'm, I'm, I'm following it. I get it. Um, <laughs> at no point during this, though, have I actually found either one of these characters interesting or enjoyable. Like I, I get the quirkiness of the Andrew McCarthy, and I get how Jonathan Silverman might be like this average Joe. But the issue was, man, Jonathan Silverman was following that girl, and it was creepy. And not only that, right. I can't get on board with the fact that like. After all the things that he was doing, he hid himself behind his own briefcase at one point and then peeked out and she like gave him a little ha <laughs> right? Yeah. No, no. Nowadays they'd be like, Stranger Danger. Why is that guy oh, yeah. peeking behind a briefcase every time he's walking by my desk? No, he's an HR nightmare. Okay. But so this this is an eighties thing too, because Pretty and Pink had this with Ducky. Yeah. Where it's like if you just harass a woman long enough, the audience thinks you should end up with her. Uh, uh, and you're but this is the thing. What I like about this too is Andrew McCarthy come like if they had cast that as Robert Downey Jr. or someone with actual charisma. You're like, maybe I get it until he makes the hard, dark turn, right? Yeah, right. Like, that that scene happens and there's no coming back. And that's when Andrew McCarthy's vibe fits perfect. Yeah. But but Richard, our, our straight man, who's yeah. seeming like, we have to work. It's the weekend. We're working. We're getting ahead. Fine. Oh, I just like a girl, but I'm going to respect your distance. We learn early on that his favorite pickup line is, someone in my family's dead. <laughs> He's constantly trying to trick her and whatever. 
yeah, I will use this dead body as a corpse, you know, for another hour or so, just so I can try to get laid. And then Andrew McCarthy looks it's at fucking look, insane. Andrew looks at him and goes, "You know what would look good on you, me, in terms of the line that he should use for the girl." And I'm like, "Boy, oh boy, we've come a long way. Um, and <laughs> we've so, matured as a people. Yeah. All we talk about is how bad we are, but we've come a long way." Holy cow! <laughs> but uh, I so. <laughs> just to let you know all right so it was at this point in the movie where i go all right all right where are these two guys in the world so i actually mm-hmm. looked it up and i wanted to throw this at you okay. uh, this i've got a list of questions for you this is Let's not one it. of those questions this is not one of those <laughs> okay. questions this is literally i tried to look up how much andrew mccarthy and jonathan silverman are worth now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so how much uh, does state farm pay <laughs> Uh, so I'll go with Jonathan Silverman first, um, in, which, by the way, no relation to Sarah. Right. Okay. They're, they're not brothers. <laughs> so he's not making any money. Off he of wasn't her. in this. He wasn't in the sketch. Yeah, no. that's correct. All right. So how how much is Jonathan Silverman worth nowadays? <sighs> I mean, I feel like the last time I ever thought of him was Weekend at Bernie. So yeah. like a hundred thousand dollars. Would you believe three million dollars? Three million dollars. He must still be acting then. He must uh, still be getting work. So he he is the ultimate bit part guy. You'll look at everything that he's done since then. He was on um, Caroline in the City, and he's been on like short stints oh, with nice. like different NS- NCISs or whatever. Sure. Um, but yeah, like bit parts. Good for him. This is gonna <laughs> this is this is this is gonna blow the doors off you. Um, this is gonna hurt, right? Andrew McCarthy. All right, it's gonna hurt me. Let's say fifty. 50 million. Ooh, okay. All right. All right. Well, then it won't be so crazy. Uh, $12 million. Had you not prefaced that, I would have said like $300,000. <laughs> I'm like, how many residuals can you still be getting from the Brat Pack? St. Elmo's Pretty in Pink Mannequin Less Than Zero. We right. already talked about those. That's a big like, – he had a big run there in the 80s chunk. for sure. Those are, those are four – I mean, you could – aside from Mannequin, which is kind of like a, a chintzy kind of thing, but those are – those are three to four really, really big 80s movies, including Weekend at Bernie's. So Mannequin was big enough to get a sequel, big. so it's yeah. not like – I mean, he was a sequel machine. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, – $12 million. Doesn't that make you happy, though? What's that? You're like, I can just, like, kind of do okay, <laughs> and someday I'll have $12 million. Uh, I like to think of myself as the Andrew McCarthy of podcast host. <laughs> What what so uh there was I have to I have to go and say that like there were so there's so many things in these movies that like they don't try to make it uh feasible or believable right. uh in in what I'm and it's not just the fact that there's a dead guy that they're trying to keep alive <laughs> but like there's there's a moment where they're at that. Um, so they talk about how much he likes them and stuff, and then literally it cuts, and he's like, "I need them to die, or I, I yeah. you gotta go kill him, Vito. You gotta kill him, Vito. You gotta kill him." By the way, you know what else I love about this movie is that everyone just commits their crime openly. Like oh, '80s New York, you could just talk about murder in an Olive Garden. Yep, <laughs> it's just like, oh, don't worry, that family of six from Nebraska won't remember this. <laughs> They're just like openly talking about murdering, yeah. and then Bernie leaves, and the guy's like. All right, seriously, though, I know we said we don't like murders, but let's murder him because he's fucking my girlfriend. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so there's that moment where she goes, I need to – so he, so Bernie leaves. She goes, mm-hmm. I'm going to go powder my nose. Obviously not going to the restroom. Like, yeah. I, we, they are outside of the restaurant. Like, well, in the 80s, that meant something different. It, it, very much <laughs> But, like, if, if you're going to hide the fact that you're actually sleeping with this other guy that isn't yeah. your boyfriend, maybe not – 
you know, immediately leave after the other guy leaves and be right, right outside uh, giving him a big hug and a kiss and wrapping your leg around him. I, I it's, just It's the, also the strange thing of, like, why Bernie? Because right. this is something that happens throughout the movie. Like, when they first show up before they find Bernie, uh, we get to meet Tawny, right? Yeah, that's right. Who just comes bouncing in the bikini and whatever. Just to borrow Bernie's boat, like, that's an okay thing. People yeah. just trampsing in and out. Yeah. Uh, ladies everywhere. Yeah. And it's – because this woman is with a mob boss, right? So you'd imagine yeah. money – Power, prestige, whatever she wants. And she's going to throw that all on the line for Bernie. <laughs> That's, it's another one of those decisions where you're like, all right, the director wants me to know that Bernie is just that guy. Like he's just slinging it like that. I get the like he has money, but Bernie is wildly popular. It's the only thing I think they do in the movie. It's the decision they make that somewhat undermines the game of we don't ever want to feel bad for Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> but you're kind of like, he just feels like an American dream. <laughs> he hustled his way up. Yep. Now he has all the, I know he's like arguing about a Maserati and this and that. And he's kicking his drunken, like handyman in the ass. Yeah. Not a great guy, but there is a little bit of like, oh shit. Like look at Bernie out there, <laughs> like doing pretty well for himself. <laughs> you feel a little bad that this guy has died at one for one moment. So you're thinking that they needed at least one more scene or one more thing with Bernie doing something terrible that made you feel a little bit less I think that for some, somehow I want to know that Bernie's only doing this good because of money. Okay. And not because he's actually a likable guy in the community, right? And they do play this off in the scene where he's just dead and a party bust out around him and people keep communicating with yeah. him, right? So it, it's a clever wink and a nod to like, does he really have any friends, this and that? It's like, well, you're telling me that everyone on this island loves Bernie, right? Like, don't do that. Don't do that part. It's the weird thing where it's like <clears throat> when Andrew McCarthy goes serial killer and we find out that Bernie has a lot of people that actually kind of like him. Yeah. It kind of defeats the, you know, we need to just know that he's a piece of shit all the time. But here, here's another part, though. All right. How many people were in that party? Like a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. He had maybe three people come up and actually notice right. that he was there. Right. So to consider those people, <laughs> but friends, not that he was dead. <laughs> no, there's 97 the people there. The one lady there. honestly just walks up and takes drugs out of his pocket. Correct. She's like, love you, baby. <laughs> Uh, so if any, I so you're saying I'm overreading it just because he's hooking up with a mob boss wife. Just saying, I don't know. I think that is a we, oh, which, we were college guys, and there's a lot of kind of contest and gamesmanship, right? Like not not things to be proud of per se. All right, but you know, like I remember me and my buddies were like, oh man, you definitely hooked up with the oldest lady that any of us ever hooked up. Like we had those moments, yeah. Where it's like, good for you, guy. I feel like if one of my friends had come home, I'm like, yeah, I'm just me hooking up with a mob boss wife we would be wildly impressed <laughs> and run we'd be terrified but uh, yeah uh ra random question uh, uh, uh so we're in the middle of the movie well i yeah, we're about yeah. middle of the movie which by the right. way it got to it uh, before i could even notice it was halfway through the movie this was a quick watch like yeah this is, yeah this was not like well once they get to like the three stooges with a dead yeah, body like yeah. it is fast it's real it fast. fucking flies the rest well, of the movie <laughs> well there's only so many things we could do with a dead body i guess right but, um <laughs> like have a child play with it <laughs> so, so uh think back to the moment when everybody came into the uh party Right. Out of everybody that was there, not in, not including our main characters, who's the number one person you'd want to hang out with at that party? The number one. I mean, probably the intern. Okay. Like she'd probably be high on my list because she's attractive and seems to be like the only non-criminal. Like almost <laughs> everyone in that room feels like there's something. We see a beautiful woman on Bernie. She's taking the drugs. 
We see the creepy old ponytail. You know who I'd hang out with? Oh, please. I think I, I actually figured I, out who it is. Hope it's the right guy. It's the author. The lady who, the guy's like, there's no interest in your book. And it made me laugh. Because <laughs> they're like, what's your book about? And she's like, it's about if Sherlock Holmes and Watson were actually married. That's right. And he's like, no one wants to read that. And I was like, if that uh, came actually, out today, that would... that'd be a bestseller and like a, <laughs> a podcast series that would be like number one on the charts. She was so ahead of her time. I would hang out with that lady. That's who I'd choose. That's a great call. I like that one. Uh, I'd be like, tell me more about these fucking detectives. (laughs) I want to hear about this. Uh, I'd really, really want to hang out with the guy that keeps trying to ask him uh, about buying his boat. I think it was boat. Yeah, just haggling the yeah, dead man. I'd want to hang out with him because I would be able to sell that guy anything. Oh, yeah. I just keep it that going. That hits your career. Yeah, yeah, that's my career. I was like, like yeah. he does wear a visor, so that's an immediate disqualification <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I there is a There is a little tongue-in-cheek in this scene, though, that I really like, where it is kind of a shot across the bow, right? Because what I like about... The movie in one regard, right? Because as an audience member, you have to almost, like, inoculate yourself to, like, what you're watching. Yeah. And there is this Alice in Wonderland effect of this movie, right? Yeah. Which is once they leave the worst real world of all time of New York, they run to literally leap on the boat because they have to get rich and be in the 1%. Okay. And they're running around the mansion, whatever, looking at everything. There is this, I'm so desperate to be a part of this world, right? Yeah. That this is the American dream. And everyone we meet on that island seems like a piece of shit. <laughs> so there is a little nice extra layer where you're like, I kind of get where, like, my parents would have dug this movie a little. Mm. Like, oh, look, those people have everything, huh? Too bad he's dead and kids are just playing with his dead body. <laughs> <laughs> so look, no I, one I loves like him. The, yeah. And both movies operate in this. And everyone on the show always gets mad at me because every movie I watch, I'm like, did any of that really happen? It's like my least clever take that I really? have every movie. Is everything a Jacob's Ladder scenario? To me, it is. <laughs> to me, it is. <laughs> every movie is like, what's in the box? Who knows? Oh, no, it's a, it's a Schrodinger's box. Yeah, every, is the cat in there? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. This one, I think, obviously happens. Yeah. But what I am impressed with is that they keep giving me these walls of defense, right? To block myself from the, the horrific realities of this movie. Yeah. And I think that's another one, right? By making these people cartoonishly wealthy. Yeah. Right, like these cartoonish rubes that just walk around and will have a party and their friends dead. Cause like I'd like to think that our group of friends, like if we were at a party, you'd be like, "Oh, that dude's dead." <laughs> like that guy's fucking dead. And you know they they spare us from like the what happens to actual dead bodies once yeah. they die scene. Uh, apparently, they're really good at sex. This is the second movie that I've seen where a woman has the best sex of her life with a dead man. <laughs> uh, hold on, <laughs> should I name the first? It's Clerks. It is Clerks. Yeah, okay. she, that's, fuck, that's she exactly fucks that dude in the back. Yeah. The guy, by the way, who's like 150 pounds overweight, mm. right? Mm. Still the best sex of her life because he has a dead guy boner. Mm. Same with Bernie. So it's it's a shot. Maybe that's another mark against Bernie, right? Yeah. Is that he's a better lover when he's dead. <laughs> but it, is, it is creepy that that's happened in more than one movie. Uh, the, I, the woman is just stoked to have sex with a dead. Like necrophilia is just like, what a good comedy beat. We got to throw this in. <laughs> I, I I love that they went back. So if you watch right when she's walking down the stairs, she's actually not. Um, you can tell their her mouth her mouth's not open. She's not singing or whatever. And yet they went back in and they recorded. They were like, "We need you to be the happiest you've ever been. Can right. you do a little skilly bop for us? Can you, can you do a little jazzy beat for us?" And then she comes back and they uh, it just watch that scene. It's so stupid. But she's like, "Ooh, skip." 
Scott Scoot Scoot. Right? <laughs> like, no, like, what woman comes out of, like, having the best sex and start, starts being, like, Neither of us are Miles dead. Davis? <laughs> Neither of us are dead, so our wives have never been there. <laughs> Apparently. No, but, yeah, I love because she just walks upstairs with a knife. She's like, I'm just going to murder him. Opens the door and sees his shadowy corpse. Immediately gets in the teddy. Fucks his dead guy and then comes downstairs. And then she's just like, you know, needs a cigarette and a drink because she's so winded. And it, but this again, they it's the one thing they did not do a good job of shielding me from is these two guys are horrible. Yeah, they are. Like McCarthy and the other dude just seriously just watch this happen. They're really bad. And they're just like, well, we can't we can't blow our ride. <laughs> we got to We got to ride this out for the weekend. This is our one party. So what's Cause the- this is the transition into what I would say is probably the creepiest scene in the movie. The next morning, Andrew McCarthy essentially becomes Carrot Top. And his prop is a dead body oh, where he's he got it he's playing Monopoly with him, yep. making a drink with him. He's yep. put the cigarette in him. And, yeah, he's playing with his hand. He's like, now we can do more awesome, like, Muppet-style effects so we can keep partying. And the amount of comfort that he has in that moment after not even 24 hours is terrifying. Because we have the scene where we know he's a fucking terrible person. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, it took us five minutes. Well, yeah, that. right? But he reinforced it. Like, why does this happen to me? I came out here. What a bad host. You know, blah, 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 blah. So we know he's bad, right? That he's kind of a selfish, like, wants to be one of these Bernies. But the the reveling in playing with the dead body as a prop, that's when it gets fucking insane. Like, this movie really... And and that's the thing. They they don't... I don't know that they could have shied away from it, right? Like, there's no movie if you don't just go all the way there. Correct. And our other lead, they try to make him more reasonable. Like, he's the one who's like... Come on, it's over. Oh wait, there's a girl, and then he's back in. <laughs> uh, it's it's the, but that's what I mean. I think this movie does a pretty good job, all things considered. <laughs> it was so. I, and by the way, I can't stand that. I keep going back to this. I'm really sorry. Uh, you, uh, if you don't want to hear about like the Me Too movement, just turn off. Now, but, <laughs> like, um, how did we not see it coming? Twenty years later that men act like this when we are totally praising the fact that his persistence and how creepy he is with yeah. getting back. Like we, we just got done watching top gun. Yeah. He followed her home on the motorcycle. Yeah. It was like, that was just cool. Like that's that. We're, that's that just, was the thing back then. It's just adopted like that it, persistence and, uh, constantly. Uh, oh God, I watched blood sport the other day. And, <laughs> and, and, and like at the very first scene, he like, uh, uh, the big guy, I can't think of his name, but he got on the bus and was like, Hey, little lady, what's going on? And yeah. I go, that man, that like that that's in in Jod Claude's like, eh, that's this guy's cool. He's gonna be my best friend. <laughs> so like, this th- guy'll th- have my back. Yeah, best friends look. Uh, so uh, the the, well, no, the me and Nick watched Roadhouse the other day. Yeah, when he first gets to the double deuce, yeah. he gets out of his car, and by the time he hits the corner of the bar where he surveys. There have already been, like, ten sexual assaults. Yes. Like, you see so many women being dragged about that parking lot. You're just like, wow. What ca-? Yeah, I'm like, Dalton, <laughs> start throwing out throat rips right now. Like, what are – like, you don't have to have the cup of coffee and be like, well, I gave you guys a fair shot. Like, by the fourth, like, assault, you could be like, enough. But no, I mean, it is a – it is kind of a – and this is what – like, Weekend at Bernie's is one of those fascinating movies. Will people keep watching this moving forward? Yeah. Like, will my kid go back someday and watch Weekend at Bernie's where they just be like, what the fuck? Exactly. You know, like, uh, yeah. what is that? Yes. I would like to think that it's absurd enough that people will still watch it. Not that I'm like, I'm not here to tell people that we should forgive. Uh, 
all of what happened, but it, it was a different time. Well, you think about when we go and watch <laughs> Blazing Saddles, yeah, and then we go and watch a movie like Weekend at Bernie's. There are some drastic faults in terms of like what is allowed and what isn't allowed nowadays. Right. And, and by the way, to the fact that I put Blazing Saddles and Weekend at Bernie's in the same sentence is just horrible. But Hor- about, that's my, worse than playing with a dead I know, body. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry about no, that. No, because Blazing but, Saddles knows what it's doing exactly. and knows it's making commentary. Yes, yes, yes. What okay, Weekend at Bernie's does is it inadvertently tells us that we are all the playthings of soon to be rich white men. (laughs) Like even one rich white man, you will be eaten and consumed and played with by your friends to get ahead. It's the whole thesis of the movie, right? It's really deep. That's really deep. Um, There's always a rich white man who can't tuck his shirt in waiting to play with you and take all your riches. Hey Josh, if, 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 if you get, if you get in a boat and you hit the gas and the boat doesn't go, and, and, and you're next to the dock, what's the right. first thing that you usually look at? Well, I would be looking for a rope. <laughs> we didn't grow up as social elites. <laughs> like, when had Andrew McCarthy ever seen a boat? Besides, like, on TV. Uh, not according to this movie. You don't know. I mean, it, I guess there are ferries in New York, but the, you're just a passenger. It, I've never understood how... So, between this, I saw this and, like, I also saw Caddyshack uh, recently, too. So, I mean, uh, we're, we're going through, like, uh, rich white guys trying to drive boats. Yeah. I've driven a boat. Not yeah. hard. I'm sorry. Not not too terribly. Uh, you just throttle it back, man. Uh, yeah. Like, you're about to hit another boat. Just, well, also just the fact that someone has to tell them that a boat doesn't have brakes. I'm like, I feel like any dummy <laughs> this doesn't have at brakes. least knows that. Boy. <laughs> Throw the anchor, and he throws it like a baseball pitch. He doesn't <laughs> drop the anchor. <laughs> but again, that's another thing. He's smashing another rich white person's boat. Oh, man. See, they're just crashing around. They are disruptors, right? They're essentially Uber. Yeah. They're like, oh, you guys have this rich white person monopoly? We're coming in to disrupt your industries. <laughs> We're taking all this for us. It's, it's fucking insane. And by the end of the movie, this also gets back to the 80s madness of it. Yeah. This girl comes in, and she is mad, right? For some reason, she keeps coming back to this guy. No reason why she should keep coming back to Richard. Essentially tell him you're a terrible liar, this, that, and the other witnesses andrew mccarthy dragging bernie the guy who got her a summer job so to her he might be a normal okay guy like an uncle figure dragging his fucking body down the stairs and just saying like oh it's cool we didn't do it and richard asked her do we look like we could do something something?" in this moment yes a million percent yes (laughs) oh wait 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 you mean the guy that was creeping around me all the time and trying to hide behind briefcases and like well i love because they do the uh the boy who cried dead relative right where she's like Oh, Bernie's dead now? Like your parents? Like your aunt? It's a... so This she... wasn't like I was telling you, like, uh, I, was, I was with my mom when I was out of the bar. This is like you keep making up the dead people in your life. Yeah, like That's your dad problem. comes out after you've just said he's dead, and then you call him your fucking butler. So why come back to Richard? You see them with a the dead body. Yep. Next thing you know, a crazy man, two crazy men jump out of the closet. Mm-hmm. They brain one of them in front of you. Another crazy man bursts through the front door, shoots Bernie's corpse. Yep. So she specifically knows Bernie's already dead, right? She knows it's not the bullets that did it. Mm-hmm. They have a little fight, whatever, and they escape. The movie ends with her, her and him just kind of embracing. Like, he's the hero of this movie. That she, because first off, the coroner wouldn't be like, hmm, there's no blood in these bullet hole wounds. Strange. <laughs> That they're just going to get off and that she's made the mental calculation of these guys have as equally good a shot of having killed him as anyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andy's a terrible creep, right? (laughs) 
But okay, I'll go with him. Like, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. When when in this movie did Bernie release his bells? That's what I was saying. That would have been right. Like, when that first guy, your best friend, sits down to haggle with him, yeah. he would have just released all over that couch. They didn't show us the scene where they're changing his sweatpants or his, mm-hmm. like, sweatsuit. Mm-hmm. But that scene definitely had to occur in the movie. And and I'm just kind of – so – I mean, honestly, what probably happened is if he made it as long as he did, yeah. the moment that chick is trying to ride him. I, I mean, it's just I, it, all it, hands on deck. It, right? <laughs> so in my, in my, in my uh, expert doctor opinion, I was under the impression <laughs> that right when he dies, right. that happens. So when everybody – literally the – the moment in the movie when everyone is there all at the same time, <laughs> it it should smell incredibly foul. Yeah, and everyone I guess is still okay with this. But I mean, I obviously they weren't playing with that. That wasn't a thing. I think and, they took a small artistic license. I think, they did. I think they did. I think they did. But if we were trying to make this realistic, there's a lot of things happening on day two and three that aren't very pleasant. Yeah, with that body. Yeah, well, he clearly has rigor mortis uh, from his erection and when he kicks his assassin in In the the nuts with his rigor mortis karate kick. (laughs) Uh, So there's a lot happening. Yeah. I I think it is (laughs) – it's a bit of magical thinking. Mm. So do we – as a society, do we want to bring back – like the National Lampoon's airplane esque comedy that is a weekend at Bernie's, like the d- suspending the uh, suspension of disbelief, being able to go and just create dumb dick and fart jokes and just laughing at them. If you're asking me, yeah, okay. like I, is there I'm an one of audience those, for it now? I'm one of those. Anyone should be able to say or do anything, right? Okay. Well, not do anything. That's too far. But I believe you can say whatever you want, right? Mm. And people have the right to then ostracize you if they want, whatever. But if there are people that still – like, I went and saw Swiss Army Man in the theater, right? Now, that one obviously is a little more dark and dramatic as it goes on. Like, you don't end the movie with that guy, like, Paul Dano getting the girl. No. And being like, soon he'll live in Bernie's mansion because, you know, that's what happens to rich white guys. Right. That one takes a really serious drama turn. Fine. But, you know, if someone writes a clever enough film – that is funny and has a little biting satire to it, like Weekend at Bernie's. I'd go watch it. Like, I, I don't think this version of the movie ever exists again, right? Like, if this was done again, you know, I don't think you would have, like, all of the different old men at the party, like, surrounding that lady. Like, she's Piggy, right? And they're the <laughs> choir boys. Just, like, berating her with pickup <clears throat> lines. Yeah. And then high-fiving each other for being the greasiest creep. I don't think that stuff would be in there. No, of but course do you, not. I mean, is there a world where someone would be like, yeah, I'd like to see, like, you know, some fucking rich scumbag. I'm not going to say names, but you guys know who I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> you know, his kids, his smarmy little fuck kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, them getting dragged around a beach and made to be laughed at for being the one. Maybe. No. I don't know. This, this is a weird time we live in. Now they're canceling movies because, you know, what the content and this and that. Like. I, I don't think there's a studio anymore that would dare release a weekend at Bernie's in wide distribution anymore. This would be a buried like you could do this movie as oh it's a horror movie with some comedy and release it on like Shutter on a Wednesday. You know what like uh, so taking away weekend at Bernie's and the premise of that uh, actually and I like your answer um it, just the idea that you can still do slapsticks um, screwball comedy. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious as to whether or not that's actually a uh, 
field that we could go and we get back into at some point. And I, th- I, th- I think that there's an audience, <laughs> but they're dying pretty quickly. Um, yeah, so it's it's just to be that to to have been in as many movie theaters as it was, yeah, and be such a popular blockbuster thing where it became iconic to me mm-hmm. with this premise. Me too. And to not be like, oh, he's just passed out drunk, but like an actual dead guy, right? And a chick's fucking a dead guy, and they're fucking in front of a dead like. It goes hard. It goes yeah. way hard. And no movie. Well, Disney's bought every studio now, and they're not releasing this. You know what I mean? So, so all right. Uh, this is this is taking a turn from the normal uh, lineup that we've got here. But I do have one, two, three, four questions I'm going to ask Let's of you it. for this movie and for the next next movie. Okay. Okay. This will be so, our lead into Mannequin. This is yeah. And, and, and by the way, the, the the questions are the same. So okay. the, around Mannequin, it's not going to surprise you on these. Okay. So first question is: What is the most '80s thing? about this movie the most 80s thing <laughs> uh i think it's maybe that there's not one black person in the whole movie you know what i mean like there is just oh, all the white people <laughs> and i've never been to this beach wherever it may be yeah but um yeah there is just no one who's not white <laughs> i think the closest guy you get there's like some italian guys yeah and i don't know who the drunk guy is that he's kicking in the ass but there's just no black people around <laughs> Uh, that the lack of, uh, uh, ethnic diversity is really running rampant right. in this one. The only people of any are the, the fact uh, that everyone uh, seems like they're on cocaine the whole movie. That's also very, the, the, I think the only people of any other descent other than Caucasian were the, uh, landscaper. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like the, yeah, two, right? guys, the two guys that get clubbed in the head cause they're doing work around the house. Like, what are we trying to send a signal about? Yeah. Um, uh, cause I, you know, if this movie was made today, yeah. they would open the closet and be like, here's the murderers, obviously. So my most 80s thing, <laughs> aside from uh, the overt misogyny, uh, was um, the restaurant scene. Um, okay. And I'll tell you why. If you look back at the restaurant scene, every fucking inch of that restaurant, from the people in it to the, the, the nice, soft salmon color on the, on the um, Ooh, yeah. wall – Boy, it, it is incredibly 80s. Like, because their height of luxury at that point was like just the most basic, like white with peach and just really terrible design. And I bet, I bet the food was shit at that restaurant. But they were like, oh, that was the first Olive Garden. It, 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 That's like, where it <laughs> people have never had asparagus, but at that restaurant, they serve asparagus. Like, it, it is. <laughs> It is it is the weirdest looking, but it's the most '80s restaurant, and I really, really loved every minute of seeing that entire restaurant. Plus, I thought it. you were gonna hit me with a uh, the little kid running around with a gun that's way too real for a toy gun. Man. Like I like the fact that he's playing with a dead body, runs yeah. in someone's house with what looks like a real gun, yeah. pretends to shoot them, then gives him the finger and suffers no consequences. By the way, he is going to be Andrew McCarthy in ten years in the movie. <laughs> Oh, good point. Yeah, future Andrew <laughs> this McCarthy. This is how it shooting. starts. Yeah, <laughs> circle of life. I was just I I was mentioning that like, if anyone wants to know how we got here, it's because look at the kids in both of these '80s movies. Those are the people that are now, like, oh god, I, I I'm just thinking about how how uh, many bad decisions we made. Think about those kids <laughs> and the kid that walks in there and flips them off. Did you ever not only tell a bunch of grown-ups to go you know piss off but did you ever go back into the house and act like you were trying to kill them that is the balls <laughs> on that kid 
and then at the very end to start burying him again. I just total I, white privilege right there. I was very upset at that. <laughs> child. Immune from consequences. Oh my god, where was that kid? No, if you did okay. that now, you'd be on a list. They'd be like, "Where did he buy video games?" Yeah, like, oh. we know this guy's a terrible threat. And good, good, scary, I'm... scary kid that one. Okay, so the first question I considered the date question. What's the most uh, 80s thing about this movie? This is the oh boy question. This is, okay, oh boy, oh boy. So, uh, what are the biggest red flags? Uh, in this movie, in terms of you cannot get away with that in nowadays movies. In nowadays movies, what are your biggest penalty flags from this movie? Penalty flags. You okay. already led. You already led into this in the fact that a bunch of really old white men were standing around a woman and right. That that's one of those thing. like, yeah. But you know what? I think there's still a place for that scene in this world, right? Okay. Like there there is still a movie where you could see the guys doing that and just be like, look at how fucking terrible these guys are. Right. Sure. There's a lot of women endangerment narratives. Uh, God damn. Like what could you absolutely not do anymore? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I wonder if there's anything in this you couldn't really do. I think, I think it'd have to be the, maybe the Bernie walk, like them walking around with the dead guy and interacting like stuff like that, I think is going to bother people more today. Mm-hmm still than just men being creeps because i feel like there's a lot of movies that still do the scene where they can go and uh you know oh look at these guys harassing this lady whatever okay because those guys still exist in the world like they're still out there mm-hmm. you know so i think if you look at the movie as a whole it's hard to imagine that this series of decisions gets made to produce we at bernie's for mass audiences yeah but i think really it's probably the necrophilia. That's probably the biggest like line. Like that's the biggest taboo that people would still be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Like you couldn't show that girl coming downstairs and being like, "Oh boy, I really got my sk- pipes sk- cleaned sk- out." Sk- yeah, sk- sk- I'm about to go back up for some more. Like right. you probably couldn't do that scene in good conscience. Yeah. But we have enough media outlets. You could probably get away with any of this, depending on you know where it's at. Okay. Well, in in respect to the question, it is kind of like imagine that they were trying to push this on a major, like Netflix or something. You can yeah. find anything on the internet but for sure. That's good. All right. I mean, that Marlon Wayans movie where he plays all of his own siblings got made. So like, there's a lot of poor decision making still occurring in Hollywood. Boy, Have you yeah. seen the trailer for this? Sex Tuplets? Oh yeah. 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 It, it, it it's very hard to not see trailers anymore, and especially on right. Netflix. Cause... Well, I love Netflix because it just starts with that. Yeah, You're it's like. Right there. I didn't want to see this Marlon Wayans. I got Wayans, two but minutes. You're like, oh my god! I got two minutes to give. I had to watch. I'm like, how did like post Norbert, nothing changed. <laughs> this is the problem in the world, right? These like watershed <laughs> terrible things happen, and we don't fix the problem. Like after Norbert, yeah, where essentially it was Eddie Murphy fucking himself and making horrendous, just like you know, oh my wife is fat jokes. Yep. We didn't do anything to fix the problem. <laughs> You're uh, like, Nutty Professor was a heartwarming family. That's fine. Like, Norbert should have been the final. Like, his, no. History history is doomed to repeat itself. History is doomed to repeat itself. Is um, there a world where they remake this movie and Marlon Wayans plays Bernie and the two guys and the mafia hitman? Yeah, I don't want to live there. I've killed myself a long time ago in that in, in, in the alternate universe. That's right. Um, okay, uh, next question. If you uh, and by the way, my penalty flag is the exact same. I had, I had written down rigor mortis. That's pretty problematic. Yeah, um, well, the fact that that is like 
it's like the super Viagra. Yeah, it's yeah. just dying. Yeah. Um, Even in pleasure, all a woman needs is one good dick. <laughs> but, well, and I, I know I keep going back to it, but literally the, the the hero of the movie saying that line at the beginning was like, well, that I've, I already don't like that guy. Okay, so here we go. Uh, this is the reshoot this movie question. Josh okay. Griffey gets to reshoot this movie today. Who plays the main two roles? Who plays my two leads? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Um, oh, dude, I got and, it. And, all right. I'm, it's going to be a three lead, though. Uh, this is season four of Stranger Things to me. <laughs> Will is dead, and they're all afraid <laughs> to get grounded. So they just carry Will's dead body around. Because in the last season of Stranger Things, I was like, why is Will even here? That poor bastard. They won't even play D&D with him. Yeah. Just so mistreated. That kid's... That kid, like, it's, just kid's actually turn him into a dead body prop. Yeah. Or you have like Eleven and Will trying to carry Hopper's dead body around. <laughs> like, so he can sign permission slips for her to go on vacation, even though she's some kind of like lab-created mutant. Yeah. That would be cool. That's what I'd do. I'd use the Stranger Things cast. I like that cast a lot. I'd want to see... Because I think there's something extra cool about... Almost teenagers having to decide where they stand on issues of uh, morality with dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can dig on that. They could just be carrying the dead body and, like, they could redo the never-ending story song. Like, just, like, rocking <laughs> back and forth with a dead friend. That would be cool. I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I like that one. Um, I I was, I was trying to think about this, especially with um, – uh, some of the most recent uh, comedians that are out and about. Um, I, I wonder whether or not you can't. So Jonathan uh, Silverman's role could be played by, again, it has to be kind of this, the, the straight guy, but like also has a mm-hmm. little bit of sense of humor. You could Zach Efron that if you really wanted to. Sure. Right. You could, you could maybe throw him. Yeah. In he's, he's a little oddball, but he could do it. I I, I think so. Yeah. I, Cause I, you, I, like if you were looking at like just the hangover, right. You can't yeah. go with like a Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Because he's too attractive. Like, anytime someone's that attractive, you're like, oh, well, he would definitely fuck in front of a dead body. Because <laughs> good-looking people do whatever they want. Um, I think you could do Galifianakis. Oh, it's, to be Z- fair. Zach Efron and Z- Oh, did you say Efron? Zach Efron. I thought you said Galifianakis. No. no oh, no, Zach no, Efron's Zach... not weird at all. No, See, no, no. Zach Efron would definitely be Richard because he thinks he's good and would definitely fuck around dead bodies. Yes. I'm convinced any good-looking person would do any single thing. I mean, why not? When, when, when you give him enough leeway, when you let him get, a- if you look as good as as good as Zac Efron, like what do you actually like get in trouble for? And I feel anything vi- you do, people are just getting like, oh, that scamp. I feel very confident <laughs> knowing I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> yeah, I have no fucking idea. I fantasize about it all the time. <laughs> when I'm doing things and getting yelled at for it. I'm like, fuck. If only I look like Thor, <laughs> not fat Thor, but like original Thor. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Hemsworth can do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um. And uh, I guess if there was the uh, uh, rap scallion, you could say um, Harlan Williams. No, uh, let, let, let's see here. <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I, I, I think if you're playing that, mo- well, <sighs> Jake Johnson, he'd be oh, a good one for great. that. Oh, high five up here. He perfect. would be perfect for perfect. this role. Zach Efron and Jack Johnson. And see, he doesn't have the serial killer vibe, so no, it might no. work better. You could buy it. Yeah, you could buy that. Okay, I'm you, for he it. would be all right. Or again, you do the Marlon Wayans and you get Zach Efron from High School the Musical try, d- just... and Zach Efron from the Ted Bundy movie. <laughs> <laughs> and those two are working together. <laughs> uh, well, I feel like we really nailed that question. And final question. <laughs> final question. Who's the MVP of this movie? Fuck. Who is the MVP? I mean, I guess the Hitman, right? 
Oh my god. He achieved his goal. That guy was that Is guy. he the only person in this movie who who knows exactly what they are and does their job? Not until the end cuz then they put him in a straitjacket and he walked away thinking that he was still alive. Right. So, the problem is is that he's too good at his job. He was the worst at it. He job. killed him on the very first try, super clean. And not only this, this is how fucking pro this guy is. His costume work was top notch. He immediately kills Bernie and then just throws on this like baby bib that makes him look like a priest. I like that. I think the hitman's good. He kept going back to finish the job yeah. when most people probably would have just said, I tried. I can't go back. It's too hot. He throws himself on the altar to be like, hey, the family, this is what I signed up for, right? I'm going to finish the job. This thing of Oz, right? He yep. throws himself in. I like that. Was he uh, – Was did he get worse because of the fact that he was losing his mind? Was that the case? Because by the end of it, he couldn't shoot – he could not – he wouldn't be able to go and hit water if he fell out of a fucking boat. He, yeah. Because like, he was trying to shoot him <laughs> while they were running away. <laughs> like, he's point blank. He's from me to you, and just he couldn't he, – he yeah. couldn't kill him. Well, when Bernie falls on him, he's actually struggling to fight a corpse. Yes, he was. Like, so somehow he's actually holding the weight. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I think there's a bit of, for a man who takes his work seriously and is yeah. a bit of a perfectionist, yeah. I think it really weighs on him. And yeah, plus, this gets back to, like, there are really good movies, right, about, like, Les Day Oblique, I think it's called, where, like, there's the dead body in the pool that disappears. Mm -hmm. Like, that fucks with you. If you think you've killed someone, then all of a sudden you're like, did I? I don't know. Are they alive? Am I busted now? I totally see it, but even through the mental breakdown, he comes back and shoots the body again. So he technically killed Bernie three different times. I heard he's Lede all the way committed. Ladeo Bleak is French for Weekend of Bernie's. Right? <laughs> it's the same movie. It's the same movie. If instead of going back to the pool and being like, "Where's that body we killed?" They just <laughs> they carried it around. It. <laughs> They're like, strings to it. It's one of our workers for this orphanage. Don't worry about it. This is one of our orphans. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I think he's the coolest character in the movie, probably. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he's um, good. Or the book lady. I really zoned in on that book lady. I like her a lot. I'm so glad that you love the book lady <laughs> so much from that. Who's your MVP? Man, I knew it was coming back around to me. Um, I uh, I truly believe that, um, man, this might be a really hot take, but I'm going to go with it. I think Bernie's the MVP. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. It's okay. because uh, Bernie, um, post-mortem, really found his purpose in life and <laughs> actually actually helped more people live out their lives um and brought a uh, brought a big group of people together which yeah. i really do appreciate I even in death was, he held the community yeah, together and together. gave out an orgasm yeah he did and that's and good guess what he came back he did there, more a second movie. in that day of being dead than a lot of us do in our lifetimes. <laughs> yes, he did. And, he was a great haggler. Right? Mm -hmm. it, it, yeah. And and uh, although he he started off as 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 being a bad guy because he was uh, you know um, extorting money from the company and he mm -hmm. wanted to kill two people. Uh, if you think about it, all of the good things that happened uh, happened after he died, and that means that he did something. There's something cosmic about the fact that he, he existed in this world yes. and was able to go and uh, um, uh, bring a lot of lives together. Uh, that... And he was the actual life preserver to save these two kids, one of whom will probably definitely kill again. He... <laughs> <laughs> when they when they were floating back on his body from the way back from the uh, boat, uh, obviously at this point, all disbelief has been suspended. I don't care. But I'm like... <laughs> 
that's way too fucking long of a swim because <laughs> when they were when they were out on that boat they must have been driving for a good i don't right. know 10 15 minutes when you drive that far on a boat in ocean in like ocean, ocean water. swimming but that should tell you what's going on inside of this corpse like <laughs> they keep playing this like look he's like a friendly lovable uncle no he's not no way this guy of... has enough dead body gas to like float on all the way back oh, from ocean man. yeah no I, I could see bernie okay all right i mean bernie's in the sequel Bernie had to come back. They had to do it again. They loved him so much. There were so many unanswered questions. About I will say this. Body. I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's 2. Neither have I. Because even as a kid, when I saw Weekend <gasps> at Bernie's 1, I was like, I believe I'm satiated. Like, I think I got all of that that I need. I just figured out. Uh, so th- <laughs> at this time, next year, we watch Weekend at Bernie's 2 and Mannequin 2. <laughs> <laughs> the, the return. I'm in. Right. I've stated on this show, our goal is to watch every movie Boy. ever made. <laughs> I, well, we're doing fine. We're at almost a hundred now, so it should take us not that long. <laughs> <laughs> Were, weren't there only like two, three hundred? Yeah, I think like Netflix it? drops like a hundred a week now. So <laughs> fucking us. God, we got a lot. There of were at least four do. Netflix movies. We're like, we should cover these. Uh, and by the time we were ready to record, people had already moved on to the next Netflix movie. <laughs> you literally can't even create a podcast to talk about Netflix movies because you don't have enough time to. If talk it was about your full time job, maybe. Yep. yep. Maybe it's insane. Uh, so next week, sex tuplets. <laughs> I, to be a hundred percent honest, I would, I fucking would. Cause I saw the trailer yeah. and again, I, I am a freak show connoisseur at this yeah. point. If there's a movie where I see it and I'm just like, cause that's the thing. I worked in Hollywood for 10 years I'm sure and your I know listeners how know fucking hard it is to see anything made. Right. Like yeah. I have a buddy from my softball team who's like an A-list top notch screenwriter. Right. And I watched in one year him get denied on, like, six projects. Holy cow. He was doing – and I would, like, see what he was working on. I'm like, damn, this is amazing. Like, I would definitely pay to see this. He's like, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. I didn't make it. A couple of those movies still aren't made. And so I'm like, even at the highest levels, you get rejected all the time. And then I'm like, yeah, sex tuplets is a thing. <laughs> so there is a, a morbid curiosity where I'm like, I would definitely <laughs> watch that movie. Because what the fuck? <laughs> All right, guys, that's it uh, for Weekend at Bernie's, man. A a, ver- a fairly funny uh, romp through the absurd. And, again, I always think it's good for audience members, man. Sometimes it's good to just go back and be like, wow, man, what the fuck was happening in that time period? And Weekend at Bernie's is one of my favorite how did this happen movies of all time. Yep. Uh, so I hope you guys found some enjoyment in it. <laughs> I know I did. Kevin, maybe not as much, (laughs) but it led us to a great conversation, man. And that's the good thing about doing a podcast. So as always, guys, leave a rating and review. You can find us on YouTube now, uh, the film alchemist as well. Uh, That's it. We'll be back in a few minutes for mannequin.